Welcome to God's Acre On The Go, a worship podcast of the Congregational Church of New Canaan in New Canaan, Connecticut. To learn about the life of our church, our in-person ministries, and the virtual connections and offerings available, please visit us at www.godsacre.org. Now, wherever you are, wherever you are going, we welcome you to worship. Church family, good morning. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to God's Acre on the Go, wherever you happen to be, wherever you're traveling, whatever you're doing. We're so grateful to have you tune in, and now we want you to prepare your hearts and your minds for worship as we listen together to the anthem. our scripture passage this morning comes from the gospel of Luke chapter 17 verses 11 through 19. Listen for the word of God. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. 
they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when Jesus saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back. Praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then Jesus said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Let us pray. Every one of us has come here with some challenge set before us. We pray, dear Lord, that you might change our perspective, that you might teach us a better way, that you might encourage us to walk closer to your path for us. That begins with gratitude, the measure of our spiritual health and the greatest of all virtues. To that end, I pray that you might pour through me the gift of preaching that these ordinary words might become by some miracle of your grace, life-giving. And we know that they will, for we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Elizabeth Bartlett was a political science professor at a Midwestern university. At the age of 42, she developed chronic tachycardia, an irregular heartbeat, and needed a heart transplant after cardiac arrest. After her heart transplant, she wrote these words about her gratitude for getting another day of life. I have found that it is not enough for me to be thankful. I have a desire to do something in return, to do thanks, if you will, to give thanks, to give things, to give thoughts, to give love. So gratitude becomes the gift creating a cycle of giving and receiving an endless waterfall, filling up and spilling over. It doesn't come like a child's obligation to write thank you notes the day after Christmas. Rather, it's a spontaneous charitableness to whomever crosses one's path. I am simply passing on the gift. Gratitude and thanksgiving are mentioned throughout the Bible, mostly in the Psalms. The word thanks occurs 73 times in the Bible, and the word thanksgiving is used 28 times. Psalm 23, one of the best-known passages in all of the Bible, is recited at life's best and worst moments. The 23rd Psalm is recited at Shabbat meals by our Jewish brothers and sisters, as well as at funeral services. In the Christian tradition, the 23rd Psalm and the Lord's Prayer are the best-known of all biblical passages. Six short verses that begins, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In the middle, it has the memorable phrase, My cup overflows. And ends with the phrase, Surely mercy and goodness shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A hymn of praise and thanksgiving. Cicero, the great orator and philosopher who lived in 106 B.C. to 43 B.C., said, Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all virtues. So I ask you this morning, do you consider yourself to be a thankful person? Are you grateful by nature? 
Do you appreciate friends and family around you? Do you stop and thank God for the littlest of things, not just the big things like your home, your family, your work, your health? But do you really stop and thank God for the little things? And from this wellspring of gratitude, do you feel joy, love, and peace? C.S. Lewis noted that there is a remarkable connection between gratitude and personal well-being. He wrote, I have noticed how the humblest and most balanced minds praised and thanked God the most, while the cranks, the misfits, the malcontents praised God and thanked God the least. Do you see the connection? Gratitude is a sign of spiritual well-being. Criticism and complaining are a sign of spiritual unhealthiness. Ouch! Let's take a look at our story for today, which occurs only in the Gospel of Luke. One day, Jesus was on his way from Galilee to Jerusalem, and on the road he encountered ten men, all of whom suffered from leprosy. Leprosy meant that they were both physically sick and socially rejected. There is no way to overemphasize the social isolation of these lepers. They were forced to separate from their family, their spouses, their children, their parents. As Jesus walked by, they yelled, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They called out to him and he healed them. And then Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priests, the one who could proclaim them clean. And so they walked along, and as they did, they were made clean. Nine kept on walking toward the priests, but one turned around, fell on his face at Jesus' feet, and said, Thank you. Jesus inquired, What happened to the other nine? The man who had fallen on his face at Jesus' feet was a Samaritan. Since Luke alone tells this story, it's interesting to note that he is also the only one to note the stories of the Good Samaritan and the Prodigal Son. All healing stories, all stories of inclusion, all stories that talk about lost and found. Luke is on to something here. This is his message. Yale Divinity School's David Bartlett once wrote, this is a story about two healings, not just one. The 10 lepers is a story of healing from leprosy for sure, but even more important, it's a story of healing from ingratitude. Nine were healed from leprosy, but only one was healed from leprosy and ingratitude. And ingratitude is life-threatening, spirit-threatening, health and well-being-threatening. So what does this story have to teach us today? As we look at gratitude, let's take it apart and consider if we can become more grateful. Can we cultivate gratitude? How can we live and become more grateful. The first thing I think this story teaches us is that thankful people focus on what they do have, not on what they don't have. It's so easy to compare ourselves to others, especially in a town like New Canaan, but the old adage, comparison is the thief of joy, rings absolutely true when it comes to gratitude. Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote in his book, Life Together, If we are not thankful for the little things, God will not entrust the big things to us. He wrote this while he was in prison, a martyr who stood up for believing in Jesus Christ. And yet, he was a very thankful person. He wrote about focusing on all the things we do have so that God will open our eyes 
our minds and our hearts and help us see like we have never seen before. Once we have a habit of being thankful for the little things, God will give us a clear vision of all the things around us that we have overlooked. So the first lesson we gain from this text is if you want to be a grateful person, focus on what you do have, not on what you don't have. The second thing that this text teaches us is that when life is difficult and challenging, focus on the presence of God instead of focusing on your worries and your troubles. Focus on the presence of God in your life instead of focusing on your present worries and troubles. In 1636, Martin Rinkert was a young pastor in Eilenburg, Germany during the Thirty Years' War. Famine and violence spread throughout the city, and then came the plague. And this young pastor, only 31 years old at the time, was averaging 40 to 50 funerals a day. All told, he did somewhere between 4,800 and 5,000 funerals, including one for his wife. During this time, he penned, Now thank we all our God, one of the most beloved Thanksgiving hymns of all times, So how did he get through the darkest of times? He focused on the presence of God, not on his present circumstances. The third thing that this text teaches us, and this is not a plug for Mariana, but you'll be happy to hear it, I'm sure, is that thankful people serve others regularly. Indeed, thankful people gain perspective and stay grounded and grateful by serving others. Instead of focusing on those who have more, they turn 180 degrees and focus on those who have less. And they do this on purpose because they know it will give them humility. University psychology professor Martin Seligman was famous for giving his students the following assignment. One weekend, sit on the couch, eat tons of pizza and ice cream with your friends, and just chill out. And the next weekend, go with your friends and do something philanthropic. The more hands-on, the better. Serving at a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter is best. He says students always realize that sitting on the couch and eating fudge sundaes feels good in the moment. But serving others gives a long-term sense of self-satisfaction, gratefulness, and well-being. And from that comes joy and peace. Gratitude is a sign of spiritual well-being. Ingratitude is a sign of spiritual unhealthiness. The good news is we can cultivate gratitude by focusing on what we have, not on what we don't have. And when life is difficult and challenging, by focusing on the presence of God, helping us through those challenges and not on our present circumstances. And finally, by filling our lives with opportunities to serve. Service turns us around 180 degrees and helps cure us from ingratitude, one of the deadliest of all spiritual maladies. So hear now again these words from Martin Rinkert, written while doing 40 to 50 funerals a day. Now thank we all our God, with heart and hands and voices, who wondrous things has done, in whom his world rejoices who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. 
This great hymn of communal thanksgiving began as a prayer written by a widowed single father for his two motherless children to remind them, and perhaps himself, that no matter the circumstances, God was still with them, offering countless gifts of love, and so there was always reason to give thanks. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Will you pray with me? O God, your name is worthy of unending praise. We bow before you in humble submission, and our words fail to communicate our depth of love to you. Without your spirit, day follows day in aimless succession. Nothing can compare with the love you have shown for us. Not the tribute of leaders, not the fame of achievement, not the applause of friends and loved ones. Everything we have, everything we are, we owe to you. Hear us as we pray now for cleansing, where we are ungrateful. Remind us that we have so many things to be grateful for. Where we look at others with jealousy, turn our eyes back on those who have so much less. Remind us to serve, not only those in our families and our colleagues at work, but those who truly need our help. And remind us that as we do this, we follow in the steps of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught his own disciples to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, as you go from this place into the world this day, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Worship on the Go. To support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please consider making a contribution by clicking the Give button in the top right on our website, www.godsacre.org, or within today's email. God bless you and have a wonderful week.